Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 23, Michael Jordan of the Holding Court Podcast. We have a fun episode for you today. We're going to do a proper send-off for some of our classic menu items from one of our favorite fast food places. Can you guess where that is? We're also going to hear from our special guest, ESPN senior fantasy football analyst, Matthew Barry. He's going to sprinkle some knowledge on us before we all draft our teams for this year. And if you're not in a fantasy league, I'm going to do my best to convince you to join one. Also, Justin and I will chat about our Dodgers leagues, the guys, and obviously the wives league and what that looks like this year. So that's all coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Hey there. What's going on? You're back in the chair with the good mic. Yeah, we are not doing this over the phone this week. In person should be maybe a better flow. Although last week I thought went really good. Michael was great. Yeah, it went well. I just think we probably lost some listeners because of your audio quality, but hopefully they're back this week and they're forgiving and they're ready to hear some good stories. If anyone listening can recommend like a decent quality microphone that I can plug into my phone to do the podcast on the road, that'd be very helpful. If you can either tweet, Instagram, or leave a message with a five-star rating, that'd be huge. Speaking of the five-star rating, I just want to get this out of the way. So when I asked for the ratings last week, I said, I accept only five stars on Apple Podcasts. Someone, another little treasure troll, sprinkled me with a two-star. And maybe that's an honest rating. I'm not saying that this is a wonderful production week after week, but maybe leave, tell me what I'm doing wrong, and that would be great. Yeah, that's my issue. Like, if you want to leave a one-star Fine. If you want to leave a two-star, fine. But tell us why it's a one or two-star so maybe we can get better and evolve as podcasters, you know? Don't just blankly leave a one-star bad (laughs) rating and then run and hide behind it. Like, tell us what you don't like. Yeah. Let us have it. We can take it. We're adults. Seriously. We're all all grown-ups here. We'll we'll talk about it. I respect the trolling, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to rattle me. Um, We have to, before we get into anything today and call our guest, we have to mourn Mm. the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. They're changing the menu. They're changing the menu. They keep changing the menu. Um, I think my sister is still mad at the gordita being gone. That was like the- I was never on the gordita. Oh, really? I think they had like the Santa Fe one and then the, um, what was that sauce? Baja sauce. Ooh. That was pretty popular. I like the Mexican. I I can I can get down with the Mexican pizza though. See, I've had the same order at Taco Bell since middle school. It's the Nachos Bell Grande ad hoc. Yeah, it's oh. called the number five. It's <laughs> Nachos Bell Grande combo ad jalapenos. Um, I don't like the sour cream and the taco because they give you more than a dollop. I'm fine with it on the nachos, even though I am in my start of my third month dairy free. So I've been using the dairy free sour cream. I finally landed on a good one that. Um, has the right consistency that I'm looking for. Yeah, it's funny going through the <laughs> it's funny going through the drive-through and placing your order and saying uh, no sour cream on one item, but sour cream on the other, and they're like, uh, "Are you sure?" You realize I just am uncomfortable <laughs> saying no sour cream on the taco because I feel like yeah. that's vulgar. <laughs> yeah, but you're the one that's always since you don't let me drive, you're the one that always has to place my order, so you have to say it, and then I just giggle in the passenger seat. 
Yeah. Can you hold the sour cream on that taco, please? Thank you. It reminds me of the worst scene ever in um, Me, Myself, and Irene, the Jim Carrey movie, when he's at the check stand. I I don't, don't oh even... Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate it so much. But yeah, um, they also are getting rid of their shredded chicken, which sometimes I'll throw in a shredded chicken soft taco if I'm really hungry. Yeah, I like shredded chicken. No more. I don't know. I would switch it up sometimes on the nachos well grande and do the shredded chicken instead of the ground beef. Normally regret it because the ground beef is just so good. Even though someone filed a lawsuit and found out it's like only 97% ground beef. I don't know what the other 3% is, but it's delicious. So she's the fast food historian people. <laughs> that's an actual lawsuit. It was a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So I don't know what, it, I think it's probably just seasonings and juices and magic in there, but big changes. So you have till November 5th to get your Mexican pizzas. I feel like my brother orders that. Like that was, that's his item. So I need to check in on him and see if he's doing okay. I used to mix one in every once in a while when I was, before I was dairy free, obviously it's a tough order when you're dairy free then it's just a flat taco essentially. Yeah. So yeah, I've yet to find a good dairy free cheese that I can use like on my Chipotle burrito bowl. That's comparable. Like there's some good dairy free cheeses out there, but I feel like to, I don't know, there's just something it's hard to do. Yeah, dairy-free cheese is tough right yeah. now. It's getting better. The pepper jack one is so good. Though. Yeah, there's a few that if you close your eyes and like lie to yourself that you can tell yourself it's cheese. But I guess if you're doing dairy-free, then don't even try to substitute it. Just live your life. But this kind of <laughs> sparked a little debate of Del Taco versus Taco Bell, which I think we've talked about this before. I wasn't, see, I, growing up in Indiana, we didn't do the Del Taco jazz, but that's kind of become my road trip stop. I yeah. kind of like, it reminds me of like us driving to like Arizona or Vegas, like stopping in at the Del Taco, getting my flatbread chicken taco meal. I love that they have Frenchies. It's like you get best of both worlds because yeah, sometimes you're craving so Mexican food, but you also want Frenchies and they have cherry Coke, which solid. Oh man. Is it lunchtime? Combination burrito. Oh wow. All well, day. <laughs> well, I'll let everyone debate amongst themselves about the Del Taco versus Taco That's Bell. That's a tough one. Yeah, it was on Twitter yesterday. People started getting into that argument of like, I don't care that Taco Bell's taking menu items. Like, I don't eat there. It's crap. Del Taco is better quality. Maybe the quality is better at Del Taco, but that's not, I don't, I'm not looking for quality. Well, hands down, the sauce is better at Taco Bell. Fire sauce is better. I like All their sauces. the combination of sauces. Yeah, mild is pretty good. And you have to love the Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. From Taco Bell. And those freezes. They'll be like a Starburst Skittles rainbow freeze with nerds in it. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know where they come up with all those, but they're interesting. But we'll let everyone settle that debate <laughs> on their own. I know it's probably going to wow, be a, we went hot, deep on that. <laughs> a hot topic of conversation at the dinner table tonight. But it is that time of year. It's time for fantasy football. Yes, it is. And I'm so excited about this. There's not a lot of wonderful, exciting things to look forward to in the world right now. So I feel like I'm clinging to my fantasy football this year more than normal. And as you guys know, it is my ninth year as a commissioner. And then the Dodgers wives, this is going to be our third year since we started that league. So really kind of getting the hang of it and... I, st I still won't say that I prepare going into the draft. I always say I'm going to. And then I think since I'm commissioner, I'm always worried about 
setting everything up or if we're in person, well, obviously we can't be in person this year, but the Dodger wives draft, I'm always setting up the board and making sure everyone knows how to log in the app and do everything. And then before I know it, I'm on the clock. So I think it's just one of those gut kind of things. You know what just hit me? What? Since you're the commissioner of two leagues. Yes. You know, there's always a money prize at the end, but we should get like a, just a big piece of metal and hand it to the winner. Oh my God. You are so- <laughs> It's not just a piece of metal, Justin. I actually thought about doing a trophy, but it's tough to justify spending money on fantasy stuff because then you're like, well, why am I? I don't know. Like, I feel like I always do, like the wives always do like a little party and then I like get all this food and all this stuff. I guess that's part of it. That's the best part of draft day (laughs) party. I mean, it's going to be different this year because you can't. I know, but then I'm like, oh, I just spent money on food and drinks and then. It's virtual this year. What am I even winning at this point? Buy a green screen. I know. We're going to try to do some Zoom action and I guess draft. I guess you can do Zoom like on your phone and then draft on your laptop or whatever. Got to have two devices. I know. Two devices. Got to get creative. I guess you could have your Zoom up on your screen and then flip over, but that's. It's too stressful. It'd be interesting if people could tell us the creative ways they're doing their drafts this year. Yeah. I mean, is it is that it is that the only option just to like zoom and draft online? I mean, there's gotta be some creative stuff happening out there. Yeah. I mean, ideally we would be at Dodger Stadium, there'd be the board up on the on the jumbotron, we'd all be spaced out in our own little sections on our computers doing it <laughs> far. <Yeah. apart. laughs> See if I would pull some strings. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel so passionately about my fantasy football, and I know I've convinced so many of my ladies to do it throughout the years, so I just wanted to encourage everyone to do it. I feel like I always tell the story of my sister has been in my league, I think, maybe since the beginning, and she's won it a couple times, and I don't know if she's ever watched a football game. Not a clue. <laughs> yeah, like she's not, and I think now she gets a little more into it even though last year she slept in and someone went on paternity leave and it was one of her main players and she was not pleased with that but I think she's definitely Your sister slept in <laughs> my sister woke up at her normal time Define sleeping in on five Sunday. o'clock <laughs> <laughs> yes but I think I when I try to convince girls I just kind of say it's almost like a video game you just kind of pick all your players and then they're gonna give you the estimated number of points each week. So you really could just go off that and put in the players that are showing that they'll get you the most points and you'll probably fare pretty well. There's obviously so many layers you can get into with trades and, you know, learning about, let's say, you know, one of the wide receivers goes down you're going to obviously be able to look up like, Oh, who's going to be the backup. That's now going to be getting more touch what do you touch them i don't know catches. touches catches receptions. receptions there you go it's early um nine years commissioner i couldn't find my words i was like <laughs> out of breath sweating over here yeah you know what you're talking about um so yeah you can obviously be prepared for that kind of stuff and try to swoop in and do all that but i think you can fare pretty well and i just think it's a fun way because obviously i'm a bears fan there's no secret of that and so let's say they're playing or their game's already done after, you know, they have the 10 o'clock game. Like what, where does my interest lie in the rest of the day? So with fantasy, you obviously have players that are going to be playing throughout the weekend and Monday night football. So, you know, Monday night football comes and up Thursday and I'm like, Oh football. yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, I have a guy in that game. So you'll obviously have players in it too, especially being in more than one league. So I just feel like it 
creates more interest in, in following the game. So I'm sure the guys love it too. Oh yeah. Because we then do. the wives are like, oh, I need to watch this game. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like let's watch Monday Night Football. That's cool. So definitely encourage and guys too. I mean, sign up for fantasy. It's fun. And there's, I mean, there's obviously free leagues and all that. And you can form one with your friends and I don't know. I just feel like it's fun and easy to do. And it's something to, I think, keep people even more connected this year as things are obviously so different. You can't have your normal hangouts and all that this winter. Yeah, for sure. I love that part about it. Just keeping a group together and the group chats. And, you know, we have one going right now for your league. Uh, that's already been pretty entertaining. <laughs> just all the messages being fired off. and Yeah, we just drew the draft order and <laughs> Justin's <laughs> blindfolded and names are in a hat and he's swirling them around in there. And who does he pluck out for that first pick but himself? That's right. Everyone's mad too. They think it was rigged. We put it on FaceTime, did it live. I was blindfolded, pulled it out of a hat and people still didn't believe me. But I don't even believe you and I helped you do it. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have the, what, 12th pick. I guess it's a snake draft, so it's going to come around for me quickly after my first pick. But That's why. I no mean, McCaffrey, no Barkley, no all of that. So We should have been more creative. Like We did something pretty cool in the Dodger League to pick the draft order. I don't know if everyone heard about it. If you follow Alana Rizzo on Instagram, you probably saw a little bit of it from her suite, but... Uh, we actually did a closest to the pin to decide draft order this year. And we took the shot from the stands in left center field and the pin was at home plate. So it was 141 yards, uh, but with the slope, because we were elevated, it was playing at 135 yards. Oh, wow. Did your little range finder uh, tell you that? Yes, we had a range (laughs) finder, um, shot it, uh, 135, a nice little pitching wedge. I was about mm, nine yards from the pin and ended up with the number two pick. I actually have the video of it. Maybe I'll send it to you. You can post it. That'll play. Yeah, it was it so was really cool. So you're telling me you have the first and the second pick in your leagues this year? I have the first pick in your league and the second pick in the Dodger League. I'm wow. living large. Wow. I better win one of them. If I, I would have used my driver on that, by the way. You know I would. I like. Yeah. I want to use my driver when I'm putting. I'm just and like, you, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. It was like the fr- it was the first ever like top golf at Dodger Stadium. They always do it in like Anaheim and San Diego. Oh, San Diego and San does Francisco. it. Yeah, they've never done it at Dodger Stadium, but we did it. Maybe their wheels are turning now of like well, a top golf. Yeah, there. better get a chunk of that from marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think that's so cool. I always want to get creative with how to do our draft order, and then it comes down to the wire, and I'm like, oh, let's just draw it out of a hat. Just go old school. <laughs> There's not much you can do. Can we talk about the league name? Uh, we can. Your league name? I think we it's can. great. I think it's great. I think it's clever. Yeah. You're a diehard Bears fan, so it makes total sense. Yeah. It is the uh, ninth annual. <clears throat> <laughs> Put your Ditka in my butt kiss. Oh my goodness. Can we get like claps or applause? I don't for know that? which one's the clap. I don't know. Not that one. I don't think that's the clap. The volume's down. Oh, we got laughs. Oh, I have. There we go. We're on the switchboard. <laughs> Everyone, I should have had the like, da-da. Yep. There it is. Just um, Hall what of a, Fame name. What a great name. It's so good. 
So good. It's a little strange when you first invite someone into the league. Like now at this point, it's pretty much the same people for the last several years, but we always maybe have one or two sprinkle in. It's always interesting to <laughs> send out that first email. You have been invited. <laughs> you are invited in. Yep. There oh, it is. That's another great part about fantasy football is, you know, the league names and the team names and yes. the cleverness that goes into it. You always look forward to seeing that. I know. I got to figure out my wives league name um last year we struggled in the beginning and then towards the end we were doing great so it it was like hoping to turn it around like turned it around I just kept like changing it every week of like please turn around (laughs) but um my my league with my friends I am the buffalo wings so pretty simple I got my name this year too it's the teenage mutant ninja to us Big Are you dolphin. going first pick Tua? Dolphin fan. Last I am pick not going first pick Tua, but he's going to end up on my roster. Well, he's going to end up playing now. Yeah. At some so. point. I think so. Fitz, Fitz is going to start the season. And then I think at some point Tua will make his way into the starting lineup. Unless, you know, Fitz magic is just rolling. I love it. Well, who better to have on this week than a, we got to pull out the big guns. We need an expert. I like to think I'm a fantasy expert, but you're not. You never touch the playoffs in your league, but we got. (laughs) Not in the Dodger league. I won our league like two years ago. Yeah, that's true. It's really difficult Venmoing you from the league. Pay up, sucker. My Venmo is popping right now because of all the buy-ins from both leagues. I went to send someone money for a baby shower today and I was like, oh, couple zeros in there. <laughs> Ballin'. It's not even that. It's Our buy-ins are not crazy, but it's just funny like all at once to have 28 people Venmo you. So Feels good. Venmo's a lot of popping. action. Yeah. Who's our guest? Our guest is someone special. You may He's have heard of guru. him. He's a guru. He's a guru. He is the senior fantasy football analyst for ESPN, Matthew Berry. Oh, yeah. All the insider tips. He knows everything about everything about everything. And when he doesn't, he admits that he doesn't, which I like because he'll be like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. I I mean. He's rarely wrong. He's got it. I mean, he does his work. He knows his stuff. He's been doing this for a very, very long time. And I respect it. So I love getting the emails from him. If you're, if you do the uh, ESPN fantasy football app, you'll get the pop-ups from him of like my, I think he does the hundred facts before the season. And then every week is like the top 10 picks and all that. So he's great. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get his take on this year and what it's going to look like uh, for fantasy football this year. Obviously a lot different as it is for us in baseball. So I I can't wait to get him on here. Let's get him on here. Let's do it. Hi, Matthew. How's it going? Uh, It's good. Super busy. Crazy busy. It's, uh, it's as I like to say, it's, you know, uh, I'm an accountant. It's April 15th. So, um, you just stole uh, my joke. You (laughs) literally, she was so happy this morning. She's like, I have the best opener. I'm going to tell him he's like a CPA on April 15th in this time. (laughs) Sorry. Well, feel free. Uh, I I promise to pretend laugh at it. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's good. You know, like, uh, things are well, I'm just, uh, you know, it's, you know, my, uh, wife and kids a little stir crazy, but, um, listen, I'm, uh, I'm healthy and employed. And so it's uh, hard to complain given everything else that's going on in the world. So. I love it. Well, yeah, appreciate you taking the time. Let's just jump right into it. Um, this year sure. looks a little different. Uh, no preseason. So, what does that look like for for fantasy football this year? 
Well, it's real interesting, right? I mean, because it's um, uh, it's un- it's unprecedented territory. I mean, you know, I'm sure Justin can speak to this as well. But like, you need a spring training, right? So you've got you've got an ex- think about the season, Courtney. Right? There's an accelerated uh, ramp up to the season. We had no rookie mini camps. We had no OTAs. So an accelerated uh, start up to the season. You know, once they got everything going. To your point, no preseason games. 14 padded practices. And so for me, what I want, uh, you know, and listen, you don't want to get too crazy about it, but in general, when you're in a draft and you're trying to decide between certain players, the tiebreaker I'll use is give me the players that are veterans and that are in the same system, same coach, same offensive system, right? And so give me a guy like Julio Jones, uh, who's, you know, in Atlanta with Dirk Cutter and Matt Ryan, or Tyreek Hill, who's in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, or Devontae Adams, who's in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, over somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who's now in Arizona with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury for the very first time, and he hasn't even been in practice very much. I, you know, it's just, it's going to take a while for, Hopkins is insanely talented, but it's going to take a while for him to get on the same page. And so when you're nitpicking and trying to decide between players, generally speaking, I'm going with the guys in the same situation that I know what they're going to do. Um, so uh, generally, I'm fading rookies this year. There's a few that, exceptions. But, uh, yeah, I want the veterans, and I want the veterans in the same uh, situation. I love it. But what, it, what does it look like for, you know, drafting? Like, should I be giving, you know, as a commissioner of a league for nine years, should I be giving, you know, a couple extra rounds, extra players? Like, how do you, how do you try to prepare for that? So, first off, uh, that you're the commissioner of a fantasy league for nine years. Um, that's amazing. Um, Justin, well, well done. Yeah. By the way, I, 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 I've, no, I've known you guys for 45 seconds and I immediately know why Justin wiped you up. Good job. Um, uh, and that's a good job for Justin, by the way, not you, Courtney. Um, uh, so very nice. Well done. Uh, and so what I would say, Courtney, to you is that I do think you should have extra IR spots. So on ESPN.com, uh, you know, listen, I'm a company man. Got to promote the, promote the hometown here. Uh, on ESPN.com, you can add up to four IR spots. If you just sign up and you don't do anything, our custom game, our, our standard game comes with one IR spot. But as the commissioner, you could add up to four IR spots. And I would recommend two or three additional IR spots. And basically, on, at least on ESPN, I can't speak to anywhere else, but on, at least on ESPN, if a player is placed on the COVID-19 list, they are eligible for the IR. And so in a season which is so unprecedented and health is so important, uh, I, would, I would add a couple of extra roster spots and I would add additional IR spots as well. Yeah, that's going to be huge, especially, I mean, knowing firsthand how it's gone in baseball, you know, with guys' situations popping up and suspending games. I don't think they're going to suspend any football games. They're going to play, so guys are just going to go on that injured reserve list if they do have a come down with a COVID case or, or whatnot. So those are going to be huge. I got to ask you, do you feel like there's a little bit more? But pre- hey, Justin, before you get to your question, hang on for a second. What I would say is I'd push back just a little bit here in that I agree with you in theory, but you never know. Like, that's the thing. We just have, we have no concept of this. Like, that's who true. would have ever thought, like, when it all started, like, up. Oh, oh, by the way, the Marlins were just canceling the entire weekend series. You're like, wait, what? Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's such an unprecedented area. And so... Very One thing true. I would say just to sort of piggyback off of that and go back to Courtney's commissioner question is that I think as a league, leagues need to sort of talk through some of these things. Like what happens, what happens if, 
you know, Justin, you and Courtney are playing each other, and Justin, let's say you're leading going into Monday Night Football, but you're done, and Courtney has two players in the Monday Night Football game, and suddenly that game gets canceled oh, yeah. or postponed for two weeks. Like, I mean, I don't think that's likely, but I don't think there's a non-zero chance of it happening either. True. Like, we're just in such unprecedented times, and so I think you need to have it as a rule, you know, just sort of like, hey, if that happens, what are we going to do? My, my personal suggestion there is – go to a best ball format, which is where you basically say like, okay, we're going to forget starting lineups and we're just going to look at um, everyone's player, everyone's entire roster and set in retroactively set the best possible lineup for each team. So that in that scenario, Courtney wasn't penalized for the fact that two of her players didn't get to play. Right. Um, I think you need to decide like in your league, like, okay, when does the season become official? Right, because like if you if you drafted with baseball, if you've done a fantasy baseball league, uh, where Justin's often a, a very popular pick, if, if you've done a fantasy baseball league, then you would, you know, and you you would have said, well, it needs X number of games, right? If you've done it way yeah. back in 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 March, right? Yeah. And and so obviously the season's much shorter. So my point is, is like if everyone you know throws in some money in the kitty, at what point does the se- the fantasy football season become official? Is it eight games? Is it ten games? Is it six? Like, if, if for some reason the season gets cut short, what do you guys do? How do you declare a winner? How does the money get distributed? Do you just roll it over the next year if it's not an official season? Like, just that's what I'm saying is I just think you need to think outside the box when you're sort of approaching the season in terms of try to have a contingency plan for the unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. Court, you're gonna, you got a lot of work to do this year playing commissioner. <laughs> and it's, you're going to feel Roger Goodell's pressure. It's a thankless <laughs> job. It is. It's... <laughs> But uh, what I wanted to ask you is, is with this year being different and no preseason, I feel like, you know, as fantasy owners are trying to figure out what they're going to do going in their drafts, if they haven't had their drafts yet, uh, you know, I think they're going to lean even more heavily on analysts this year than they probably ever have without being able to watch guys in preseason. Do you feel a little bit more pressure this year in that? Or is it kind of the same, same way you go about it every, every season? Um, that's a fantastic question. And no one has asked me that. Um, and I've done a lot of interviews. Uh, no, I mean, I hadn't thought about, I hadn't had any more pressure until you just asked me, but now, um, (laughs) sure. No, look, uh, no, honestly, I'm not because it it is what it is. I, I think most reasonable people understand that we are, you know, I'm trying to predict the future, which is impossible. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to predict it. Uh, about a game that has a leather ball that's in an oblong shape. Like, you know, yeah. like weird stuff's going to happen. Yeah, I have sure. literally had NFL coaches, like offensive coordinators who are play callers, tell me like, oh, this guy's going to go off. He's had a great week of practice. We've discovered a hole in their defense. We're going to hammer it. This guy's going to go off this week. And then he has like, he's like two for 14. Like he, he drops his first ball. He gets a penalty on the second one. Quarterback doesn't look at him anywhere anymore in the game. Like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, let me. And so my point is, is that most people I think, uh, appreciate that, uh, you know, you're in sort of an impossible situation and all you're doing is saying like, Hey, I think this is what's most likely to happen. And here's why I think it's going to happen. And so, um, I think they'll certainly lean on me. And I think, um, I think when I get calls, right, they'll be like, ah, everyone knew that. And I think when I get calls wrong, they'll be like, ah, Barry screwed me is you know the same as every year exactly, so uh, yeah. um you know it, in my job it's that you get no credit for the right calls and you you get all the blame for the uh for the wrong ones can i tell you a quick story though that i think you'll enjoy i would love it 
just about about the analyst and the uh, the prediction piece. Yes. So my colleague here at ESPN, Matt Hasselbeck, uh, as you and your listeners probably know, obviously very famous NFL quarterback, you know, and played for Seattle for many many years. And um, and one of the things that I think people may not know is that he is a big fantasy player, and was when he was playing with the Seahawks, in fact. And in the um, uh, in the two thousand, uh, let's see, I want to say it was the. Uh, what was it? I think it was the 2009 season. 2009 season. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck drafted as his fantasy quarterback himself <laughs> and his former real-life teammate, Brett Favre. Remember, he had backed up Favre in Green Bay. And so, um, uh, so anyway, so that year, that was the first year that Brett Favre was in Minnesota, if you remember that year. I don't know if you remember that, yeah. um, but – Favre was actually an amazing fantasy quarterback that first year in Minnesota. Yeah, really good. And and so uh, week five of that season, Matt Hasselbeck had a decision. Brett Favre was playing the Rams, who that year were a brutal team, one of the worst teams in the NFL, and Favre had been red hot. Meanwhile, Hasselbeck had missed the previous two weeks with a lower back injury, and he was playing the Jags, who were on a two-game win streak and had one of the better defenses in the NFL that year. And so, in week five of that season, Matt Hasselbeck decided to bench himself and start Brett Favre. So, I, I will save you and your listeners the trouble of looking it up. That week, the Vikings get up big. Adrian Peterson has a huge week. Brett Favre throws only one uh, touchdown pass. He throws an interception. He finishes as the 18th best quarterback in fantasy that week. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt Hasselbeck lights up the Jaguars. Four touchdown passes, over 250 passing yards. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy that week, sitting oh, on his own bench. Wow. Was he kicking, sort, was he kicking sort of himself on Matt the bench? Hasselbeck, right? You, right, on his own bench. And you think about it. Matt Hasselbeck knew the game plan. He had studied all the film. He's in the huddle, calling all the plays. He can audible at any moment he wants. He literally is touching the football on every single offensive play. Matt Hasselbeck had as much control over an NFL game as any fantasy player ever in the history of the game. <laughs> and he still got it wrong. Yeah. So That, that puts it know, into perspective right if, there. <laughs> right. Like, if he can't get it right, like, what hope do any of us have? Like, exactly. you know, so. Moral of the story, anyway, we're all screwed. That's my favorite <laughs> fantasy football story. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's And, you know, that's one of the cool things about fantasy football. There's so many great stories that come out of it. And, uh, you know, one of the things I personally love about it is it keeps uh, groups of friends, like, connected throughout the year. And, you know, the trash talking and the draft and everything that goes into it, it just kind of keeps everyone connected in a different way. And Court actually runs a couple leagues. She She runs a Dodger Wives League as well. And there's actually a few girls who are a little intimidated to do it. They signed up this year to do it for the first time. What do you have? Do you have any advice for some first time fantasy football players? Um, you know, first time getting into it. I do. Um, and so I have advice for, for first time players and I have advice for Courtney as the commissioner of that league. So first off, here's what I would say is that if you know absolutely nothing about it, I think the biggest intimidating factors, people, you said, you know, a couple of them are scared, right? Because I don't think anyone, man or woman, wants to look stupid. You know, and you're like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know enough about football. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to make a dumb mistake and that kind of thing. So I get all that, right? And so what I would tell you, what I would, what I would say is that if you know literally nothing about football, pick somebody's rankings, pick my rankings, 
pick somebody else's ranking, somebody that you trust, or even if you just go down the list in the, in the ESPN draft applet when you're in the, in the, in the room, I promise you, if all you do is just pick the best available, the, the highest ranked player that's still available, you'll be fine. Yeah. Like you're not, you're probably not going to win the league, but you won't embarrass yourself and you'll have a competitive team. And, you know, I liken it to, you know, my wife, same thing. My wife wasn't a big sports fan and had never played fantasy football until we got together. And the first year she tried it, she had a, she had a great analogy. She said, you know what? I feel like it's like, you know, if you ever get dropped into a country where you don't speak the language, she goes for two weeks, everything sounds foreign. You have no idea what you're talking about. And then eventually you just hear it so much. You're like, Oh, and it just, it sort of magically happens where you can sort of, you start understanding the language. And so I, I feel like it is one of those things that, uh, that new players will learn quickly that it's not that it's, it, it, it's not scary. It's not intimidating. It's fairly easy. It's, it's not a lot of players. It's big name stars and you'll quickly learn it. And I always say fantasy, if you're a football fan, fantasy will make you a bigger uh, football fan. If you are not a football fan, fantasy will give you a reason to root and something to enjoy. And to your point, Justin, it is gr- the best part of it is the camaraderie and the closeness and just an excuse to talk and interact with your friends. And so uh, for the Dodger wives, sounds, you know, sounds like it's a great, um, uh, a great chance to like, you know, when you guys are uh, watching baseball or all together, it's just something else for you guys to connect and bond with. It's really just an excuse to for the guys to watch more football on Sunday because now the wives have a league and they you know they they're trying to run their team so they want to watch more and we're like yes we can watch more football. <laughs> Justin, I was trying to keep that on the down low. I was no, trying to don't blow our secret, dude. Hey, it's out of the bag. Doing? It's out of the bag. I know. Yeah. I know you're pressed for time, but uh, you know we want to share one of our favorite fantasy stories. Uh, Court had yeah. this happen last year in her wives' league, well, and it's amazing. This is why I asked the advice because we actually had in the very first year. This has become kind kind of like an urban legend. Um, we had a wife so pumped to see that Barkley was still up there in the third round and she just plucked him off and she goes to look for the sticker to put it up on the board and realize she accidentally drafted um, the wrong Barkley, Matt Barkley. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it, she was humiliated. She was scared to go home that night. She's like, I can't tell my husband he's going to kill me. Oh my gosh. So I think after that, everyone, you know, tried to zip it up a little bit before the draft and get a good sense of what was going on. So thanks for the moral. <laughs> the moral of the story was her husband wrote a cheat sheet down, but she just wrote or he just wrote the last names oh, of yeah. guys. That's what it was. And was like, hey, right. you know, whatever, McCaffrey, Barkley, <laughs> going down the list. And so it got to the third round and obviously Saquon or Saquon was already drafted. And she just saw Barkley on her page, typed him in, and Matt Barkley popped up. And she's like, oh, great. This is awesome. And she thought she drafted the right Barkley. but she Saquon ended up, and, instead yes, of the backup yes. quarterback. So Court being, the great um, commissioner, Court being the great commissioner that she is, she actually reached out to Matt Barkley on Cameo and had him make this awesome video uh, for this wife. And he was like, I'm so fired up. He was actually hurt at the time. He's like, it's fans like you that keep me going, drafting me in fantasy. It was awesome. I, I obviously love Matt because I'm a USC fan, but uh, the whole thing sure. was, was hilarious. Yeah. Um, that's really funny and, and, uh, and good for you. That's great. I would have, I honestly would have said, 
you know what? It's obviously not who you wanted. Do the pick over. That would have been, you know, because on it, no, seriously. And in all seriousness, because it's like, ultimately this is supposed to be for fun. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's not fun to, to, to use your third round pick on a backup quarterback, even if it's a mistake for, for a novice player. This happens a lot, especially on online. I don't know if you remember, there was a while back, there was a Chicago bears running back named Adrian Peterson, but he wasn't the Adrian Peterson. Yep. And so a lot of times like he would get, sometimes someone would, you know, you know, or, or for leagues that were like sort of salary cap leagues, they would nominate the other Adrian Peterson and people not paying attention would bid a lot of money on the backup bears running back Adrian Peterson, not, you know, Minnesota Vikings superstar Adrian Peterson. And so that's, that's happened um, a, a few times a, as well. And um, so I'm always like, 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 yeah, it's, you know, uh, cooler heads and, you know, uh, logic should prevail. So Justin, you're on a. Uh, I assume you're. You there's a uh, there's a league on the team. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, seven years now. I've been doing it. Never won. <laughs> Never so, won the Dodger league. Have a hard time getting in the so, playoffs. Actually, <laughs> I bet. So who so who plays in that league? I have a couple of questions about that league because I think your listeners will be interested in this. So, uh, so, so who's in that league? Let's name drop a little bit. Who's in that league? Oh man, Cody Bellinger, Walker Bueller, uh-huh. Kershaw, uh, Jock Peterson, uh, Jake McGee's in this year. Uh, awesome. Our clubhouse, our clubhouse staff, Alex Wood, Friedman, Andrew Friedman, our president of baseball ops, is in it. Uh, in fact, uh, when Farhan Zaidi was here, our former GM, he's with the Giants now. He actually won the league like yep. four years in a row. He's Shocker. a genius. So uh, we were glad to, to kick him out and, and send him up to San Francisco so someone else had a chance to win. I met Farhan um, at a conference a, a long time ago, and uh, he came up to me, and we were, we were talking all thing, and he was, t- he was telling me about how, because uh, at that time he was uh, working for the A's, and he was like their assistant GM, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how um, – how Billy Bean literally would you they would do a, a you know an auction style format as well there and that Billy Bean would literally use Moneyball um, in uh, Moneyball formats in the fantasy football league as well yeah it's kind of like him just how annoying that was uh, so that's really funny Farhan was really into it when I uh, when I talked to him so I'm not surprised super smart guy and um, uh, that's very cool I feel like you you should ask Jock Peterson this because I I once got an email from uh, from Jock, and I didn't think it was actually him. <laughs> oh so I, I thought it was a it was a joke, I and now you're mentioning it, and I just remember that I'm like, it was oh, probably crap. him. So no. Apologize to him because I didn't answer it because I thought it was a joke. I didn't actually think it was him. I love this. So, this is gonna. Um, this, we're, so we're drafting on Monday in Arizona, so um, this is for sure gonna come up. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I love that. Who's the Who's the best? So so far hands out of the league. So handicap the league for me now. So who's who do you think is the best player? Uh, best fantasy player on in the league. Well, last year it was uh, Ross Stripling and Clayton Kershaw won the league, but Strip just obviously got traded to Toronto, uh, so he's not going to be with Kershaw this year. Kershaw's going to be on his own. I think that's going to be an uphill climb for him. Um, right. You know, Andrew's always competitive. Obviously, he has he thinks differently than than all of us. Uh, he kind of has that same Farhan mindset. Um, but you know, everyone thinks they're unbelievable and every, everyone thinks they have the best team and that's kind of the, the, the best part about it, the trash talk. So, um, we've had, I'm with our strength coach, uh, Brandon McDaniel, and we've historically had awful luck, uh, you know, in the first three, four weeks of the season with injuries and, and stuff going on. And, 
Uh, we end up making trades and end up having one of the best teams on paper. Best finish ever. Yeah, we we're <laughs> on paper we're we're probably the one of the best teams every year around playoff time, but we always miss the playoffs because we always get off to such a slow start. So Mike Evans has killed us. Your favorite uh, Fournette has been awful to us. Um, yeah, so we we've had we've had some some tough starts. Yeah, well, Fournette's your fault. Like, I'm not going to, you know, like, it is what it is. like you, you, at some point, you got to listen to me. Like, come on. I know, I know a little I know. bit about what I'm doing. But, yeah. um, uh, so, um, uh, who's the best trash talker? Ooh, I mean, I, I'm pretty good. Uh, Belly, yeah. Belly's funny because, you know, he's such kind of like a, he's so out there. Uh, he thinks he's unbelievable at everything. And uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, funny story about him. We did a draft last year. Um, where you had to submit it on your computer, but we also had the board with the stickers and some of the rookies yep. were in there doing it. And, um, you know, we had made a rule going into the draft, like, Hey, you have to submit your pick on your, on your app for it to be official. You can't just yell it out and there you have your time limit, whatever. And in the first round, I think he wanted to draft, um, Mike Evans and he yelled it out and was so pumped and went and grabbed his Jersey and his hat and put it on <laughs> And uh, he never submitted it in the computer, and we weren't nice to him. We made him lose his pick, <laughs> and that's how we actually—that's oh, how we. Or he just lost. His he, pick? he got auto picked, and that's how I, we were picking behind him, and we ended up with Mike Evans. So I actually physically took the jersey off of him and put it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty good. That's amazing. So that one, I think that's okay. That I allow that because that's that's just you know uh that's that's teammates and that's trash talking and if if you make if you make such a big deal about it then i think you're uh you're opening yourself up um so uh so that's pretty good um well listen justin i am uh i'm blessing you with good fantasy karma um i follow both of you now on the gram so oh, you yeah. can slide into my DMs. Oh yeah. Uh, Pull and a if jock I can be of help you. you <laughs> yeah I, if i can be of help i will uh i will absolutely do so so um uh, you know, wish you guys uh, a ton of luck uh, on the season and uh, both in uh, real baseball and in uh, a- and in fantasy. So uh, I think uh, both things are going to go well, really well for you. Hey, Courtney, why don't you real quick? Why don't you name drop who are who are the wives that are going to be in the league this year? Ooh. Oh, we've Just got for it. Fans. Yeah, um, Clayton's wife. We have Bueller's wife, Alex Wood's wife, um, Seeger. I think ever. I mean, it's pretty much everyone's doing it. Mookie's wife. So. Will Smith's wife. Yeah, we just got to keep the guys away. One time I caught who was it? Oh, Alex Wood. Yeah, added himself as a co-owner on his wife's team, and I saw it on there. And he actually didn't talk to me for a while after that when I booted him off. <laughs> yeah, we got outrageous. And last year, AJ Pollock was logging into the draft to see how his wife's team was shaping up, and it was kicking her off. So she was like falling out of the <laughs> her time limit. So you got to, I mean. Stay away, you know. Got to keep them in I, I check. Like, I like the fact that not I like the fact that not only are they cheating, but they're bad at it. Yeah, right. they're not even trying to hide it. Like yeah. they're kicking their wives out of the out of the room yeah. and logging on. It's amazing. Oh man. Well, yeah. We appreciate your time. Want everyone to check you out on Daily Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus, and then every Sunday morning pregame show on ESPN Two, and then you mentioned the Gram and Twitter, Matthew Berry TMR. If you want to follow him there. Real quick, you want to you want to dis- explain the TMR? 
Uh, yeah, a long time ago, I was uh, so my I started my career at a website called Roto World, which is a great yep. resource. Yep, I have nothing to do with it. It's not as good as ESPN, but it's good. Rate <laughs> I like Roto World. Um, and so Roto stands for rotisserie, which is what fantasy baseball used to be called back in the day. And so mm-hmm. anyway, when I started my career in 1999, that's how long I've been doing this. When I started my career in 1999, I was trying to think of a name that made me sound like an expert, but one that didn't take himself too seriously for your listeners that haven't ever read me or listened to me. Like, you know, I, I have a pretty good sense of humor about myself and it's, I mean, it's fantasy football, right? I mean, like it's uh, this is all fun. Like I'm not Wolf Blitzer outside of the white house, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so I wanted an ex- a name that made me sound like an expert, but one that clearly didn't take himself too seriously. And at the time, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley was, uh, the Matt Damon movie was out. And so I was coming up with all these terrible names, like, you know, Dr. Roto, Mr. Roto, the Roto Lord. And I wanted something <laughs> in Roto because of Roto World. And uh, uh, my, uh, my, uh, my wife said, what about the talented Mr. Roto? Because we'd just seen that movie. And I was just like, sold. That's hilarious. And so uh, I don't really use that nickname anymore, but TMR sort of stuck. Um, so, uh, because, you know, Townsend Mr. Roto, TMR. And then, um, when I joined Twitter, there's a fly fisherman in Idaho that got to a Twitter first. He's at Matthew Barry. Um, oh, and, uh, and people ask him fantasy questions. And he just answers with fish answers. Um, he's actually very funny. Um, but, uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, so I, Matthew Barry TMR. And so I'm, uh, I'm Matthew Barry TMR on all forms of social media, except the fantasy life app where I'm at Matthew Barry. So, love it. I hope that guy does his catch of the week for, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll be sliding in those DMs shortly, I'm sure. Thank you again. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Sounds Appreciate good. It. Good luck, guys. Yeah, take Bye. care. I am so much more fired up for the season. Now I'm ready to draft. I feel like I got all my inside scoop and, and all of that. Well, the, he brought up some stuff that I hadn't even thought about, like the conversations to have like within your leagues, like if a game gets canceled or, you know, adding the extra roster spots. Um, we talked about that in her Dodger league, but I wasn't really sure how it would work. It makes sense having that IR spots, the four IR spots. So that's great. Um, but the conversations about what might happen if maybe a player or a team doesn't play in that game and then, you know, being able to utilize the whole roster and kind of plug and play in that way, that makes total sense. And that's something uh, everyone's going to have to talk about. Yeah. I have a lot of work to do as the commish. Um, also, like when a season would be official, like I hope it never comes to that. You don't want to think it's going to come to that. But if yeah. like anything happened, I know I got invited to a survivor pool and they're in the email. It was saying like, if we make it to this certain point, like the people still in it, like, is everyone okay with, splitting the pod if we make it to x amount of games or whatever so yeah it's really funky but fingers crossed and prayers up that everything goes as planned and yeah that was super cool to get him on because i like he said and he took my joke but it's fine that's all i had (laughs) but um this really is like tax time for for an accountant and i'm sure it's just crazy busy and he probably just get is getting crushed on social media and the fly fisherman Matthew Barry is probably also getting crushed for advice as well. So super cool for him to take the time for little old me and our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he I mean, he's so insightful when it comes to fantasy football and you can hear how like passionate he is about it and how serious he takes it. And I love this the story he shared about how, you know, it's basically educated guessing and even 
no one knows. I mean, Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck, <laughs> like you said, like Hasselbeck had more control over an outcome of anyone ever in the history of fantasy football. It's like football the opposite he, of Pete Rose, but kind of, no, kind I of, know. I don't know. I wanted to ask him, like, is that weird? Like, can, like, fo- I don't know if any baseball players play fantasy baseball, but I feel like it's weird for football players to be playing fantasy football. Like, what if you have guys in your lineup on the other team? Like, are you rooting for them to do well in your game that you're playing against them? I know, that's brutal. I don't know. That's crazy. I know. You've Maybe we'll get Hassel back on here one day. <laughs> you've probably never thought about doing fantasy baseball. No, that's fantasy baseball is too hard because we play every day. Yeah. I have a hard time keeping up with setting my lineup once a week. Yeah. I know a lot of people do like the FanDuel, like the one day little yeah. buy-ins and all that. So it's a little less complicated, but there's definitely a lot of people that do fantasy baseball, but yeah. And he, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of time with him. Obviously we didn't want to keep him cause he's busy, but he has a pretty cool story of how, you know, he moved to Hollywood and worked in Hollywood and then, you know, ended up making that transition. And you know, I love a, a later in life career change, like mm-hmm. no other. I'd love people, you know, just one day being like, you know what, this is not fulfilling me. And let me just pursue something that he really loved doing like in his life and then ended up making a career out of it and is super successful. So I know we didn't get to touch on that, but I think that that part's really cool. If you want to Google him out one day. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I feel bad. I think I messed up the story about belly. I got the players. I said, Mike Evans, it was, he wanted to draft Deandre Hopkins. Mm. So he went and got the Texans Jersey. He threw it on and forgot to submit it on his computer. And so I took the Deandre Hopkins Jersey off his back. And the way it worked was it defaulted him to Ezekiel Elliott because it mm. auto auto pick for him, which wait didn't hurt. I mean Zeke had a pretty good year, yeah. Uh, but he wanted he wanted DeAndre and didn't get him. Yeah, that's brutal. Well, thanks for the correction. Yeah, you know, we want to make sure we're, we're all honest. human. Yeah. We're all human. I we all make it. mistakes. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Taco Bell and fantasy football. This is like what my a combo. Happy ending of an episode. That's that's what our Sundays look like in the fall. Pretty much, <laughs> honestly. All right. Well, thank you again to Matthew Berry. Check him out on social media, Matthew Berry TMR. And that's going to do it for this week of Holding Court. We will talk to you next week. See you later. Bye.